life is going to hit us one way or the other. We either choose to rock with God or we choose not to rock with him. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah. But the benefit of it is if we set our, our, our thoughts on things above, if we set them on him, (laughs) if we just look to Jesus and not be so consumed with what's going on down here on earth, in our bodies, in our situations, with our families, He'll give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Welcome back, family. You are tuned into another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. Every single week, we acknowledge Black creatives, entrepreneurs, businessmen, and women for doing what they do absolutely best in Black excellence as a whole. This week's special creative is our special guest that we have on today, Mr. Philip Pruitt. Yeah, he's on today. Philip is a writer for Unassociated. He writes to inspire and motivate readers to never give up and that there's light at the end of every dark tunnel we experience. Philip, welcome to Create with Kendra. Glad to be here. So before we get started in our conversation, I just want the folks to get to know you just a little bit better than they did before. We're going to play a game what I like to call with my very special guest, Off the Dome. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a couple of random questions. You have to answer them really quickly so we get to know who you are. You ready to play? Oh, yeah. All right, let's do it. Dream car. Honda CRV. Nice. Favorite pastime? Riding bikes or playing basketball. Secret obsession. Cheesecake, big time. Big time. <laughs> Celebrity crush? Nia Long. Okay, we know whose movies you've been watching. <laughs> and what is one of your aspirations in life? Uh, to be happy on the inside with myself and not care like whatever people think. Sweet. Now, isn't that some peace, right? <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> So once again, I just want to thank you so much, Philip, for coming on today. Um, We are going to be getting into some deep stuff, folks. And my prayer is that everyone that is listening to this episode is really changed by this. You know, our motto is to be inspired, challenged and changed. I really pray that the Lord changes somebody through this testimony, through this experience. So um, grab your Bibles because we're going to go to the word of God. Um, grab you some tissue, okay, and a pen and a pad because this is going to be an exciting and life-changing experience. So are you ready to get into it, Philip? Okay. So we're going to just jump into what it is like. There are so many instances in life to where um, the enemy wants to sabotage our lives, whether if it's stopping us physically by death, stopping our spiritual growth. Um, But today's episode is to encourage someone that God says not yet. You know, we are all here for a reason and we are going to share those reasons um, as a family, as a community. So, Philip, I want you to talk about and take it from here about... um, 
your first encounter with death? Okay. Um, my first time with death basically was like from the start at birth. Um, I was born dead. I was there for um, 18 minutes. Um, my mom said like they tried to revive me and stuff. Like it's like they did everything basically. And um, the doctors were just giving up because like it was like a, a, a lost cause they thought. And um, like one small time nurse just said, "Hey, doc, can you check just one more time?" And um, they checked and did and did everything, and I came back. Wow, born dead. You were born a stillborn baby. Yeah. And I mean, from I'm not a nurse, and I don't know what that is or what that looks like to be a nurse, and you know. They encounter, you know, stillborn babies often than people like you and I do. Um, so it could be like to them, like you said, this is just another lost cause. I'm sorry, ma'am, for your loss. Yeah. But it was that one nurse that said, let's do this again. It was that one nurse. And I honestly believe that God sent her, whoever he or she was, <laughs> that God sent them to to fight and to to prompt, like, let's do this again. And it's it's just amazing. Like, what do you think? And like, how old are you? 20, 23? 22, 22. Just 20, 22 oh, excuse August. me. <laughs> I'm over here <laughs> nah. putting an extra you on your brother. Um, <laughs> That's so good. After 22 years of of knowing the story, like what is your perspective from this hindsight? Mine is kind of weird. If um, like it just kind of changed. Like um, I mean, for years from like when I was till like I was like twenty, twenty one. You know, actually just twenty one. You could say um, it was always like, why me? Like why me? Um, like why did I have to uh, die at birth? Why did I have to have like a birth defect? Like you could say, and um, I just didn't know why. Until I came to God, kind of, and just gave it up to him and just said, like, it's a reason why, so. Yeah, it definitely is, because the things that we live, the li- the things that we live through um, aren't just testimonies for us, but they are testimonies for other people to pull them through, right? Um, yeah. I can, I can remember, like, my mom telling me that she calls me her miracle baby, because, um, women like women more often than we think have challenges conceiving and delivering healthy babies. This is not like um, a normal thing that happens to where all babies that are conceived come out, you know, healthy and happy. And, you know, like my mom, she said she's experienced like two tubal pregnancies. And that was Ooh. that's when the baby grows not in the womb, but on the sides of the tubes. And mm. if the baby doesn't pass through, the mother can pass away. Wow. And I was the only baby that made it to her womb. The only one. And I know a lot of mothers out there that are listening to this and a lot of um, miracle babies or rainbow babies that um, some folks call um, can say like, yeah, we've had challenges too. Right. But it is God that brought us through. And I just really believe like if God will bring you through at birth (laughs) and revive you, you're unstoppable. (laughs) You're unstoppable. So um, let's let's keep going, because 
the enemy at that point was mad, Phil. He was mad. <laughs> <laughs> he was big mad. And what are some other challenges you faced through your childhood, adulthood? Uh, I say the next challenge was probably when I was 10. I think. Um, I w- so like, I was always like a big kid, you know what I mean? I was always eating junk food, just, just doing too much eating or whatever stuff. It's grown up a lot. Right. Cause I was a big kid. And, um, one night I went to my cousin's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese and I just ate, I felt like I ate too much food and, um, I felt, and, I mean, I mean, my face got swollen. Like the next morning I woke up and that, and like that was the day of my birthday. So we went to the hospital and stuff. Got got some tests ran and everything like that. And um, the doctor came back to me, my mom, and my dad, and said I had cancer. And I was like, cancer. And I I didn't know what cancer was at the time and stuff like that. I just thought it was like you know like the flu. But like I'm I'm like oh man I got sick on my birthday and stuff. Come on, feel right. Yeah. And um, my mom, she's a strong woman, right? I mean like the strongest woman I know. And I never seen my mom cry. Like I don't even remember her crying at her uh, mom's office, her mom's funeral and stuff. And my mom started like crying. I was like, "Oh God, I did something bad then." And um, I found out I had cancer. Wow. And you said something that um kind of just like struck me. Um, you said at 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 um at ten years old, you didn't know what cancer was, and yeah. to see your mother, who you know to be a strong woman, break down and cry, you thought you did something wrong. You thought something was going on, and it was it was your fault. Like, how was seeing her cry? Like, how did that affect you? I say big time because, like, when I tell you my mom was, like, I had my dad in my life and stuff, like, you know what I mean? Like, I had both parents in my life. But um, my mom, like, she's, like, a strong woman. And um, it was just, like, she was, like, like mean and strong. You know, I'm, like, i never seen her cry or, like, just, like, uh, or flinch at nothing. Like, she just kept going about her life. And, like, when I heard her, like, flinch off some words, I was, like, mom, you crying for what? Like, you know what I mean? And, it, and like, I knew it was bad if my mom was crying because she, she didn't cry at her own mom's, like, uh, death. So I was like, oh, goodness. When did you understand what cancer was and how severe this condition could impact um, you? It uh, could be, I, like, uh, a couple of days later after we uh, got more tests and the doctors basically just like, explained it to me. And um, so it could be like life threatening, and that's when I knew. Wow, that's that's a that's a lot to carry at ten years old. Like when you want to go outside and play with your friends <laughs> and just be like a, a a normal kid. That's a lot to carry. And um, how long did you have it? Like, what was your your battle or your um your journey? I'll say with cancer. Um. So. I had, okay, so I got diagnosed with cancer at 10, and um, two surgeries later, so like, a, you could say like six, eight months, like the process of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was cured, so I got lucky, like we feel like early, early, early and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like before it started like uh, making my body worse and stuff of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. So I was cured of cancer by like 11, mm-hmm. and it came back like six months later. 
Oh my so, gosh. Um, we, yeah, yeah. So um we started that process all like all over again. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't like demoralized because like I was homeschooled like all of, like all of fifth grade, all of fifth grade because uh, doing like the surgeries and like the recovery process. Mm-hmm. So you could say like my whole childhood was on pause. I gave up like my favorite sport in the world, like a bit like whack on baseball. I thought I was gonna make it to like the big leagues playing baseball because I was so good and stuff like that. But uh, that got cut short. Um, so yeah, I was just homeschooled and um, I didn't get back into school till sixth grade. And um, after the surgeries again, at the age of 11, I was cured. And um, so that was like 11. So 11 years later, I'm 22. I've been cancer free. Wow. Oh, wow. We just bless God for that. We <laughs> yeah. bless God for that. 11 years later, you are cancer free. Yeah. That struggle 11 years ago, you are not facing right now. And we just bless God for that. Um. Though you are cured from cancer physically, does not mean, or even like people that are listening to this right now, you may have been healed from an illness, a sickness um, physically, but that does not mean that it did not take a toll on you emotionally. It did not take a toll on you spiritually. What was the pressures or that burden that you experienced? Um, so just looking back at it now, let's say I didn't get spiritual until like my adulthood. So let's just put that on pause, right? I always went to church. I started, my mom made us go to church at eight. So I was like forced. So I, I hated being forced. I hated being forced to do stuff. And so like I was just going just to go in just to please my mom. But the emotional part, um, you could just see, like, you know, like off, off my face now, like I don't flinch up saying, oh, I had cancer or I died at birth. Like, it's just, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just always knew, okay, like, life is hard, things happen, and I just got to keep moving. Um, the emotional part, I say, it took a toll on me. Like, that's, like, I went through, like, a big depression for years, years. Like, just looking back at it now and, like, getting to therapy, it was just, like, it was, like, a big depression. Like, I just felt like a cloud over my head. Um, just, like, like, why me? Why couldn't it be, like, my brothers? Why couldn't it be, like, my friends? Why did I have to, like, why did things have to get cut short for me? Like, why? I thought I did something wrong, you could say. Right. And I definitely hear that. And I I honestly, I've never been through something like that. But I, I can tell you that the enemy will try to use every ounce of discouragement to get us when we are at our lowest. Yeah. And that's facts. It's like. When you know you are a child and you have these big dreams of being a baseball player, then you get hit with cancer, right? And you feel like you did something wrong or something is bad that's going on with you. How do you come back from that? There's, there are moments that you feel isolated and that no one can relate to you. And then the enemy starts speaking things to you and getting in your ear and getting in, you know, you know, just getting in influencing your thoughts and stuff like that. Um, there was a scripture that you, that you shared with me earlier. Um, yeah. That talks about that. Can you, can you share that with the folks? Y'all grab your yeah. Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> so like this script, so like this verse basically is something I wish I knew like when I was a kid. Um, it's from a Colossians 3 verse 2. That set your minds on things that are above and not on things that are on earth. So to me, just, 
it's worrying about the stuff of like God and stuff, like not worrying about the uh, stuff that's on earth. So like, I've really used this verse a lot, like nowadays, you know, like with the election, the Black Lives Matter movement and just a whole bunch of stuff. Like, like if I took that, if I took this, like the weapon, like this stuff, like serious, serious, like how like normal people would, I'd, I'd be crazy right now. But just having my mind focused on God and stuff and just trying to please him above, above all, just, you say, kept me saying, you could say. Right. And I love that scripture because life is going to hit us one way or the other. We either choose to rock with God or we choose not to rock with him. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But the benefit of it is if we set our, our, our thoughts on things above, if we set them on him, <laughs> if we just look to Jesus and not be so consumed with what's going on down here on earth in our bodies, in our situations, with our families. He'll give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. And that peace, and when I and with the when the Bible says like the peace that surpasses all understanding, it's like, why are you happy and why do you find joy when you your car just got repoed? <laughs> or <laughs> when you just got evicted? Or when you found out that you have lung cancer, why are you praising God? Because the peace that God gave me surpasses any situation that I could ever go through. The joy that God gave me, the world did not give it to me. And the world can't take it away. And you know, it's funny. Um, I didn't believe this verse like at all. Like what happened like, before I really came back to God and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to think my mama was crazy for real. I used to, like what happened. Like no disrespect to my mom, but my mama no. I used to think my mom was crazy because like she would just tell me all the things that's going on, like a life, uh, like the stress, um, trying to pay bills and different stuff. This, that, and the third. And I'm like, man, I would be going crazy. And my mom would just be just, just, just look like just sitting on the couch, like just humming like church songs, just eating her cup of ice, just smiling. I'm like, mom, like, you really went crazy. You said no, no. I just know, hey, God got me. I'm like. Okay, God got you, but mom, like, it's like your world's on fire right now. Like, yeah, it's on fire, but hey, God got me. So I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? Literally, the example (laughs) of peace that surpasses all understanding. You seen it growing up. Yeah. You seen it like these people is crazy out here. You praising God and the world's on fire. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) But the God that we serve never fails. Yeah. Check his track record. Check his history. He never fails <laughs> at anything. Never. You got to have faith and like look. Look, I say like look at the situations. I know for me, um, and like that's been like one of my spiritual struggles. You know what I mean? Like uh, going through my little stuff I got going on. Just trying to look and see like, okay, like, what has God brought me? Like, what have I learned? Um, like, where has he brought me from and stuff of that nature? And like, it's hard. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's hard, but I'm not, but I'm saying like, it's doable. You can say that. Like, it's doable. It's doable. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. When he gives us strength, it's doable. Yeah. 
You might get knocked in the back of the head. You might fall. <laughs> <laughs> but get back up. Because yeah. it's doable. Amen to that. Amen to that. And just just saying those 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 um testimonies of victory. It's like the enemy, like I said earlier, the enemy is big mad. Like he's so mad because his 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 entire like mission in life since he's doomed to hell <laughs> is to bring others with him. He uses the weapon of discouragement to kill, steal, and destroy. And um he wants to stop us at our purpose. And we need to understand and recognize 22 years later, the reason why mm-hmm. I did not die is because God has purpose in me. And my purpose is to give him glory and to edify um, the kingdom of God. Yeah. Right. And the devil wants to stop us at our, at our purpose. The nurses in there was like, you know what? You know, this one gone. Let's move on to the next. But God said, not so. Not so. Yeah. And I want to read a scripture, um, John 10, John chapter 10, verse 10 um, and 11. And it says, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I come that they may have life and have that abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Every single thing that Jesus did for us as the good shepherd, he did it out of love. That guilt that we feel, the shame that we feel, the embarrassment, the, the why me's we've always, we all say, why me? He took that to the cross. He took it to the cross, but the enemy wants uh, us to forget that part and say, look at your situation right now. Look what you're going through right now. This could have been somebody else. Why you? But Jesus came that we may have life and have it abundantly. And he's not talking when he says abundant life, he's not talking about just the physical life that we're living. He wants you to have an abundant life in the spirit. Yeah. He wants you to live your best life, your blessed life in every aspect that we can. That is, you know, it's talking about. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so like I've been in church a while, but like I just came back to uh, God and stuff and getting like really involved. You say right, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, so like you can say like I'm new to Christ, but like for somebody who's hearted like me who has to see stuff like physically and stuff and doesn't have to think faith at times, right? Like like this verse isn't it's not in the Bible, but it's like a verse I heard like from from like the spiritual pastor, and um, he said like God's the best author. And um, I, I went through some life stuff, whatever, and like I lost something great, right? And uh, like when I tell you, I was mad. I was mad, and um, but the only thing that kept me going, you could say, was like, okay, God's the best author. It may look bad, like from like from, from like a site, but I gotta go off faith. God's the best author. So. Yes, God is the best author. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the only one that yeah. knows the beginning before it began <laughs> and can see the ending and everything in between. We don't have to worry. We don't have to worry. Because the things that God written in our life story 
yeah, we want to see what the ending is because that's how we are as people. We nosy. <laughs> we be trying to get in the way. Um, but God is asking us, will we trust him? He's brought you through. He's brought, you know, everyone that's listening, I want you to just take a, a, take a moment. It can be right now. It can be, you know, after this episode ends, but take a moment and just reflect on the things that God brought you through. A car accident, death at birth, you know, violation, whatever it is, something, whatever it may be, just reflect on what God has brought you through. And some may say, you know what, I'm I'm mad at God because God, you know, he could have stopped it or he could have prevented it. To be honest, we don't have the answers as to why we went through it. We just don't. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not gonna be that <laughs> that Christian that's gonna be like I have the answer to everything. I, I really, I, I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> but the the truth is, and in every situation that, regardless of whatever it is that you went through, God is still sovereign. He's still sovereign, and He can take that tragedy and pull something great out of it. He can because your testimony that you just shared, like somebody is in tears at this moment. Somebody is able to reflect and say, yo, that was me too. I'm not alone. So we, and we praise God for that. Um, There's this verse that I want to share before we close. It's Psalms 41 verse two. And it says the Lord will protect him and keep him alive. And he shall be called blessed upon the earth. And do not give him over to the desires of his enemies. God is going to protect us and keep us because there is purpose in you. He's going to preserve you no matter how your situation is going to look because he's going to get the glory out of it. And he's going to keep you from things that are seen and unseen. No matter even if you are in the fire, when you think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel, when they were in thrown in a fiery furnace, flames and that's all. That's my favorite one. That's Come my on favorite now. One. That's going to be part two when one. you come back, brother. That's going to be part two. Um, <laughs> they were in that thing. But God kept them from being burnt. Glory to God. Those are my last words. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I just feel so full right now. Um, Philip, what are some closing words you have for the people? Um, it's gonna be so, so like saying this like what I learned from my personal experience is when you're in the world like you don't really have any problems right like it's like really no stress or whatever but but like, once you get in with God that's when it feels like the whole world is like is based like against you right mm-hmm. my uh my little advice to you is just I feel like that's when you know like you're doing the right thing is when when like a whole bunch of stuff is trying to go against you that's when you know like you can have like a breakthrough so just keep going amen amen minister philip minister pruitt (laughs) whoever's out there and is listening to this message i pray that um this really encouraged you and i want you to believe that you are going to live whatever it may be you are going to live to see your future through you're going to live and see it through the generational curses that God is breaking right now in this generation, you're going to live to see it through. 
that wealth he promised you, you are going to live to see it through that healing for that family member. You are going to live to see it through. So um, we're going to pray. We're going to pray this thing out and put it in God's hands. So with all hearts and minds clear, Father God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for your love, your kindness, your patience, your gentleness. Thank you for loving us so much that you protect us from all hurt, harm, and danger. God, I just pray for everyone that's listening to this um, podcast right now that you change them for the better. In the name of Jesus, allow their hearts to be encouraged. And God, I'm praying for my dear brother right now, Phil, that you bless him abundantly. Give him what he needs and even things that he wants, Lord God. I'm praying right now that you bless him tremendously for being courageous and being bold to share the goodness of you, God. I thank you for getting glory out of his testimony and continue to do so throughout his life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, that is the word on the street for this week. If you have any comments, if you have anything you want to share with us, head on over to www.unassociated.com slash ask Kendra, and you can submit your questions, your comments, and whatever it is. It may be a prayer request. Now, Phil, go ahead and give the folks your handle if they want to keep up with what you are doing. Okay. So if you want, you can follow me on IG or Twitter at a Philly the best. P-H-I-L-L-Y-T-H-A-B-E-S-T. Okay, because Philly is the best. Okay. All right, y'all. Until next <laughs> oh, time, beautiful people. Be blessed.